Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Marissa Benet and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Marissa. Hey, Jonna. Welcome to the job. Well, I am happy to be here. All right. Well, let's see if you're still happy to be here after we talk about today's topic. It's pretty intense, okay? So we're talking PIDs, PUDs, and MUDs. And while we're at it, let's just cover all the utility districts. Oh, okay. Well, doesn't that sound sexy? <laughs> but, but you know, the topic is so important for real estate professionals to understand. So I am still happy to be here. Well, good. For this very sexy topic. I am glad. So am I. So we have the expert to help us make sense of all of these acronyms. Dr. Blake Bennett has joined us. He is Associate Professor and Extension Economist at Texas A&M. Yeah, you're, you've got an economist talking a very about a very exciting topic. This is, I can put you to sleep, and, oh. I can, I'm, and I've got a boring subject to talk about. Oh, no, I, I think this is going to be great. We're just so happy to have you here. Well, I appreciate you having me here. I'm, I'm ready to and excited to see what y'all do and how we're going to handle this. Yeah, rapid fire, lots of questions. All right, sounds good. All right. Well, maybe, maybe I'll be able to answer half of them. Perfect. Okay, let's start from the top. So what are PIDs, PUDs, and MUDs? Well, let's, let's handle each one of them individually. Sounds good. Okay, MUDs, Municipal Utility District. It's a water district. It's, it's a government entity similar to what we see with a county or school district. It, it, it is created. It is part of the, the state government. Um, it is regulated by Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. Anything to do with water, Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, or TCEQ, as we call it, they're in charge. So MUDs are a water district. It's a way that whenever you break out new property, new, new area, developer comes in and they, they put in the roads, water, sewer, drainage, which most people want whenever they buy a, a property. They want roads, sewer, water, drainage. Yeah. I think in general that's on the checklist for every buyer that I have. Yeah, I, do, I don't see that as being something that, nah, I'm not really worried about getting the roads or the sewer or the water. We'll just use an water. outhouse. No, that those are out of style now. Um, developer wants to get repaid. You know, they, they spend the money, and so there's two ways to do that. You can either pay it all up front whenever you buy the property, or you can finance it out over time through a MUD. And so the MUD just allows property buyers to finance that infrastructure out over time, and they use taxes as well as user fees and, uh, and the resources there to repay that developer. Okay, okay. So pretty simple. Yeah. What about PIDs? PIDs. Public improvement districts, those are run by the cities themselves. And the way that we normally saw PIDs work in the past, say that real fast with a lot of P's, um, <laughs> is an area, you know, a defined area, the, the owners of property would want something extra out of the city, such as we want trash picked up two days a week, not, not just one. Or we want additional security, additional police patrols. Or maybe we want some beautification from the city. The city would say, okay, define geographical area. You can have that, but how are you going to pay for it? Well, we're going to establish a public improvement district or a PID, and we're going to charge ourselves an assessment, not a tax, on our property. 
and we're going to use that assessment to pay for those extras that we're asking you for. There's a lot of PIDs that are that are in the DFW Metroplex, particularly in the in the more established areas, that that's the way that they run. And it could be all residential, it could be a, a combination of residential and commercial, or it could be just, say, retail. Uh, the stockyards in Fort Worth in a PID, and it focuses on security as well as beautification, district promotion, things like that. They're asking for extras out of the city. Um, in established areas, yes, that's how it's how they're started and that's how they're used. We're also seeing in the in the northern part of DFW, PIDs used in a little bit different way. Um, a developer comes in and submits a, a petition to the city and says, I want to put in water, sewer, drainage, and roads, similar to a mud, but I want to use a PID to do it. And so they are petitioning and using those PID funds to put in that infrastructure and then again getting paid back over time. So it's just a different way to... To, to skin that cat, to, to put in that infrastructure. Um, my hope is that they are still going through Texas Commission on Environmental Quality because anything you do with water, sewer, drainage, and roads, anything to do with water, you better be checking with the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. Okay. That takes us to PUDs now. PUDs. Those are uh, a, a planned unit development. And... PUDs are used in, in planning and in city planning. We've got zoning. We understand what that is up here. Zoning. Unless you're from Houston, then you're very confused. You know, you know, have, have, you, have you been to one of my meetings? Because that's <laughs> one of the jokes that I usually throw out. They don't, they don't. And in fact, down in Houston, it is a public utility district. It's not a planned unit development. Um, but up, up in Northeast Texas, a planned unit development, it works with the zoning laws because we like our mixed use now. That's kind of the trend. Oh, yeah. And we, and we see it going on. You know, Shops of Legacy, Legacy West. We see retail and commercial as well as maybe apartments or even, even neighborhoods that are all part of a PUD. And it, it's you petition the city or the, the area would petition the city to create this PUD. And it, it's, it's a way to get around those zoning laws to have mixed use all together. Now, if you're in an HOA, you are in a PUD. Um, yeah. you, sign the, you sign a PUD rider whenever you close on a house that's in an HOA. So absolutely, a, an HOA is in a PUD, but a PUD does not have to have an HOA. For instance... The old Texas Stadium. Let's take a moment of silence to remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. where, where I spent my, my Sundays watching on TV. We would rush home every Sunday to watch games. Um, that area where the old Texas Stadium is, it's actually in a PUD. It's Irving's PUD number six. They're going to have a lot of mixed use going on there yeah. with apartments, with retail, with, with some open space. There's not going to be any HOAs in that area. So the PUD actually exists without an HOA. Okay. Okay. Well, that's cool. So I've heard a lot of other acronyms getting tossed around. Like, how are they different and should real estate professionals know them? Like SUDs. Yep, absolutely. A SUD is a special utility district. and Sounds special. It's, it does sound special. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and we have to go actually a step back from that because if we move out way out into the country, the cities may not supply water and sewer service, particularly water services. And so we may have to get together with a group of property owners and create a water supply corporation mm-hmm. where it's not a government entity. It's just a group of us that say, we'd really like to have water at our house. And so, <laughs> and so we get together and, and we pool our money so that we can create the infrastructure. It's very expensive. But again, it's a, it's a corporation. And as that area grows then they can apply to become a SUD, which is a political subdivision of the state. Uh, Mustang Water up in Little Elm used to be a water supply corporation. Mm -hmm. They got big enough that they applied to become a SUD, so it's actually a political subdivision once once they get up big enough. Uh, SUDs don't tax, but they do provide water, sewer supplies, you know, firefighting services, to an area. Same way, Freshwater Supply District. It's another water district, FWSD. So uh, I'm probably not going to have a client tell me, do not show me homes in suds. No, I wouldn't think so. And I wouldn't worry about it if, if it is in a yeah. sud. No, absolutely not. My mother moved into the, uh, the Mustang sud. And so <laughs> I, I, I condone it. <laughs> you know, not a problem. Not a problem at all. Okay. Okay. So Marissa actually brings up a really good point. So you've mentioned all of these different utility districts and all the acronyms we just talked about. So how do they affect a residential transaction? You have to provide notice if, if you're selling a property within one of these districts. And it doesn't matter if it's a mud or any type of water district as well as a PID. Uh, if you're the listing agent, then that notice has to be provided prior to executing the contract. The buyer has to sign that, yes, I realize that I'm, I'm buying property within, within one of these special districts. Yeah, Again. I'm seeing a lot of agents missing that and picking it up midway through the transaction. Yep. And, you know, exactly. it's, it's frustrating, but it's... Again, you're right. It is the real estate professional's job to know. Yep, exactly right. It's geographical competency is what I've heard it called. And I think that, that, oh no, that's a hot button word, right? I know. Well, it's like, that's why I don't sell in Midland, Texas, because there's that geographical competency. There you go. Exactly right. Um, And at any point in time, if, if notice has not been provided to the buyer, any point in time up to closing, they can pull out of the transaction. They can say, oh, no notice provided, I'm out. Yeah. And they get every bit of their money back. If the first time they hear about it is at the closing table, they can get out. And I think that that's, that that's a very good point to say, as a real estate professional, choosing a good title company is vital because that, that title company will make sure that notice is signed at the table. Oh, yeah. Uh, to protect themselves because they're an insurance company. And so by that, that whenever that buyer signs that notice at the closing table, as soon as they're closed, that, that, there's no recourse to come back and say, well, you didn't tell me ahead of time that I was in a mud or I was in a pid. If you get that notice at the closing table, sorry, you were provided notice. Look, we've even got your signature and it's, and it's you know, all's legal. Sorry, you, you oh, own exactly. the property. And I, I worked with Municap trying, I had a, a seller who wanted to pay it off um, in order for us to sell the house and they just wouldn't let you pay it off. You had to just 
pay it yearly as they had been doing. So. Yeah, and, and that depends on what type of a pit it is and what's mm-hmm. in their bylaws whenever they set that up. Because some pits, yes, you can. You can go in and pay it off immediately, particularly yeah, those that are for infrastructure. But the ones that are that are supporting um, extras, you know, extra trash collection or extra police protection, those probably will not let you pay it all off. Yeah, I found in dealing with um, some of the PIT administrators that they were just so forthcoming with information. They knew the communities. Mm -hmm. It's a very simple phone call. I had all of my answers within 15 minutes. Absolutely. They they really are. Uh, Trouble is, is finding some of that information sometimes on PIDs. Mm Uh, they're they're being used a lot in development, and oh, yeah. I've I've talked to several at Trek, several in the industry, and they firmly believe that PIDs are the future of development across the entire state. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that they're here to stay, and the way of using them in the development stage, I think that yeah, I would agree. I, I can see why they're being used, and and it is a benefit. Um, Finding the information, absolutely, particularly with the smaller towns that are just starting to dip their toes into PIDs. You mentioned Municap. That is a great source. P3 Works is another company that helps to manage the paperwork for cities, for PIDs. They provide a great deal of information on their websites. Really easy to look up an address, see if it's in that, a PID. I was so surprised because I was able to just go to the website, navigate to the subdivision, the phase that the house I was mm-hmm. listing was in, and then boom, right there, my lot and block. I was like, wow, this is, it's amazing what you can find on the internet. And, and I'm going to say that those companies, they do a great job at putting up the annual service plan. Mm-hmm. of every single one of these PIDs, which is going to become vitally important to real estate agents because you mentioned notice earlier, or we talked about notice. Along with the law that was passed that started September 1, 2021, agents were required to provide notice prior to, on PIDs prior to executing the contract, and Trek put together very, very quickly, but they did a great job at getting it out. Uh, The notice that you could fill out, it was a fill in the blank. And I've done countless numbers of meetings showing people, hey, here's where you find the information to put into each one of these blanks and trying to teach people how to fish there. Part of that law that requires the notice, it also requires that the first time the service plan is updated after September 1, 2021, that notice needs to be, will be in the service plan. Okay. So starting now, I mean, we're, we're right on the cusp of September 1, 2022. All these new service plans should have the notice that agents need to provide to potential buyers to sign in that service plan. I love that. Uh, Yeah, that's really good because what that means is we just need to get our hands on the service plan now and we'll have it. So that comes back to, we need to know the name of the PID or the city that manages the PID. And another little caution I'll throw out there, it's not uncommon to see an address, say like an Aubrey address, Mm -hmm. but the city of Little Elm's the one that manages the PID. So look at, you know, you've really kind of got to do some searching as to which city it is that manages those PIDs. Yeah, and you know, as because I'm naturally a curious person, when I see a listing 
that is sold within the last, you know, like 90 days that did the disclosures beautifully, I just call the listing agent and say, hey, I really, I really respect your work that you did on this and, you know, let me just collaborate with you real quick. And I find that agents are just, they can be a wealth of knowledge. And a lot of them say, I didn't know what I was doing, so I called so-and-so. <laughs> and then they told me, because they sell a lot in this neighborhood, I'm like, perfect. I love it. We're better when we work together. That's for certain. Oh, I definitely agree. And, and finding those notices is so very important because as a buyer, I want to know what I'm buying. Now, I'm going to say if I'm, if I'm provided the notice as detailed in the law, then I've got a lot more questions. Because if you put down a notice in front of me and say you have to sign this prior to executing the contract that lets you know that you're in a PID, nowhere on that notice does it say how much the PID is, nope. what I get for that PID, nope. or how long I have to pay it. So I've got all those kinds of questions. So I think that if you're a seller's agent, I would definitely bone up on those questions because you're probably going to get a lot of them. But there is an easy, easier way to get notice on, on water districts. Uh, Texas Commission on Environmental Quality actually has a map viewer where you can type in an address and you can click on the mud or the sud or the any of the freshwater supply districts, any of the water districts, you can uh, get the district information and it provides you with a phone number to a law firm that manages that water district. You call that law firm nice. and say, hey, I need notice. I'm about to sell a property in, in, your, in your district. Okay. And they'll email it to you. That's very cool. What was the website again? It's on the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. Uh, if, you, if you Google search TCEQ Map Viewer, then you can Google actually that. pull it up. And you can pull up that map viewer. You can type in any address. There's some tricks of the trade here where you, the, the layers button, or that's what my daughter calls it. I call it the little, three little sheets of paper up in the upper <laughs> right-hand corner. I believe that's that, a hamburger menu. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it. I know it. But uh, you, can, you can click on that because whenever you first open up the map viewer, it just shows you the mud districts across the state. But then you can turn on the layers and you can turn on all the other water districts that you want to see. And then type in an address, click anywhere in that district, get a pop-up you know window. I'm pulling it up. Okay, so it's T-C-E. T-C-E-Q. Map Viewer. Up. I didn't put the so cue. Dr. Bennett, that kind of gets us into our next question here. So we've talked about PIDs, PUDs, and MUDs and how prevalent they can be. So do you have any um, idea as far as how common they are throughout the country and then more specifically uh, how often they're utilized here in North Texas? Okay. Uh, across, the, across the nation, I do know that they do have water districts. I do know that they may use different acronyms. I, I cannot speak outside the borders of Texas because, honestly, Texas keeps me running as, as fast as I can. Um, for instance, I think I did 13 meetings last week alone between wow. Tuesday and Friday. That's a lot. So I'm, I'm running, and, and, and it's, it's spreading across the entire state, particularly so with PIDs. People that have bought new construction in other parts of the United States that are now running to Texas mm – -hmm should be somewhat familiar with the concept. Like we're not doing something new and totally different here in Texas. I mean, we do a lot of things different here in Texas, but I just don't think that's one of them. No, no, <laughs> we're not. We're not. It's a, MUDs, 
any of the, the SUDS, Freshwater Supply District. It's just a political subdivision of the state. It deals with water. MUDs typically are in new areas where we don't have anything. But you need to be careful because there's some MUDs that do stick around a long, long time. For instance, there's a MUD district that encompasses all of University Park and Northern Highland Park in Dallas. The MUD's been around since 1938, but it's still active. Wow. The infrastructure was paid off a long, long time ago and probably been replaced three or four times. But the reason that they keep it active is because water lines, sewer lines, they tend to break down over time. So they need to be replaced so the city can come in, replace those lines, turn the mud tax on, collect the funds to reimburse the city, and then turn it back off. So you don't see collections every single year from those mud, from that mud, but it is still active. You And, and if you're selling property down in Highland Park, you know, Northern Highland Park and University Park, notice is required. Yeah, I'm looking up my, uh, I'm on the water map, the district viewer, and I'm like, I'm looking up my new listing I've got coming up in Tioga. Okay. And there's there's the mud right okay, there. Okay, so click anywhere, select anywhere inside that mud district, inside that red box, you see a little pop-up window. Yep. There's a link that says district information. Oh, it's right Click there. on that takes you to a page where you see an address and a phone number at the top. Is that correct? At least I hope. Yes. No, it is. It is. Yeah, the Responsible Party, Greater Texoma Utility Authority. There you go. And there's actually... A phone number. Yeah. That phone number is to the law firm that manages all the paperwork for that MUD. You can call that, that phone number and say, hey, I'm listing a property. I need the MUD notice, buyer's notice or seller's notice, and they will email it to you. Yeah, this is really great information. You know, I tend to, you know, like Municap's kind of my go-to site because oh, they're just easy. They have a lot. It's a lot mm-hmm. of information. But this is great. This is really For awesome For water districts, the TCEQ website is very, very nice. Again, you can turn on all the different uh, layers or the three little pages at the top if you select that then you'll have a drop-down menu. I think you have to expand water districts, and then you'll see that municipal utility district is is yeah. checked. You can turn on SUDs. You can turn on freshwater supply districts, river authorities, yeah, any, type really of, cool. any type of water district, and you can see how prevalent there are in, in northeast Texas. They, they are. We do have our fair share of water districts up here. I can tell you it's nowhere near like it is in Houston or in Harris County. They are covered up down there. Yeah, because you know what my perception is, is like, oh, it's there's all of Prosper, pretty much all of Salina. But you looking at this map, it's not that bad. It, it's really not. <laughs> down, down in Harris County, the districts tend to be very, very small, and they, are, they butt right up against each other. So you'll have one street in Harris County where it's one mud, and next street is another mud, and a third mud is on, an, on the third street over. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm looking at the website, and when you pan out so you can see the whole state of Texas, you can see uh, just all of the red dots, like in, in the Dallas, Collin County, Denton County area, just, you know, just a smattering here and there, not really that bad. Austin, quite a bit more. Muds seem to be kind kind of going out of out of vogue here in 
northeast Texas. Uh, PIDs are more prevalent, particularly for that infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've, I can understand in some ways why, but again, the cities that have contacted me asking questions, you know, what do we do? We've gotten our first inquiry. We read something that you wrote. What do we need to do? And, and I've told the cities, just make sure that you're going through TCEQ if they're working on water, sewer, drainage, and roads, because that's their realm and they're in charge. You don't want to okay something and then come back five years and TCEQ says, hey, you know, this is this is a violation and you've actually changed all of the drainage and now we have flooding issues because, and no, you don't want to get into that. Well, Cities don't want to at all. And I've had a lot of clients looking to purchase land and um, one of the struggles is, is there water? Mm-hmm. Do we have utilities out there? Because you see that between, you know, we've got a lot of people that love to go up to Broken Bow, but that stretch between here and Broken Bow, there's just some land that is so dirt cheap, it's so sexy to buy, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh this is great. Mm-hmm. But then you dig into it further, and you're like, there's no water. I can't get water. What am I, mm-hmm. what am I going to do with that? Like, I can't even, yep. how do you get cows over there? That sucks. Yep. Yeah, if, if, you get, if you get a property like that, uh, running a water line out, can be very, very difficult. That's why you see what water supply corporations pop up mm-hmm. where we get with our neighbors and say, we need water somehow. So we're <laughs> going to have to buy our own meter and our own tap, and we're going to probably maybe even have to fund to have lines run. And it gets very, very expensive. Anytime we dig in the dirt, it's expensive. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's fun, but, you Exactly know. right. But that that's why you see these districts popping up is because you do run into situations where we're just not going to have water. How do we get it? How do we get the utilities out here? Right, right. So let me ask you this. How can real estate professionals help their clients understand and navigate utility districts? The easiest way, too, that I've found is to explain like I did to my mother whenever she was asking me about MUDs is I said, okay, you want water, sewer, drainage, and roads, right? That That's that's one of the criteria that you would like along with granite, granite countertops, yeah. right? You want water, sewer, drainage, and roads. Going to need that, yeah. Okay, well, the, the developer that puts them in would like to get paid for his expense. So you think he needs to make any money or, or at least get repaid? Well, absolutely not a problem. Yeah, I think he does. Okay, you can either pay every bit of it off up front whenever you buy the lot and pay probably double or triple, or you can just pay for the dirt whenever you buy the lot and then finance all the infrastructure outside in a mud. And so it just takes time to pay off, absolutely, but that's, again, it's a tax, so it's tax deductible Mm -hmm. on your income taxes. And it's just two different ways of handling it. Now... A lot of people ask about, do these rates stay the same over time? Not necessarily, because we have a fixed debt that the MUD district has to repay that developer. Right. Anytime you have a fixed debt, like a mortgage, you have a fixed payment every single year in order to pay this off in X length of time. Right. So... If there's 10 homes that, that start in a neighborhood in a brand new mud, mm-hmm. those 10 homes are sharing in that annual payment. You build out 100 homes. Now you have 100 homes that are splitting that payment. 1,000 homes, 1,000 of them are splitting that one payment. So, yes, your mud taxes can go down over time. Your, your rate can go down over time. 
also just property values going up can say, well, the rate doesn't have to be as much because we don't have to collect as much on a rate-wise from each individual. And that's where the board comes in. The board can decide, yes, we we can actually decrease the rate so we don't have to take as much from each individual property owner. Yeah, it's like the effective tax rate. Yeah, exactly right. And that board, the nice thing now is the the board members have to own property within the mud. So they're your neighbors. (laughs) They're they're elected officials too. So, you know, you can... My mother keeps complaining about things. And I say, well, you know what? Then go and talk to your board member. You know, one of them's in your neighborhood. Well, I don't know if I want to do that. And then <laughs> and then she complains more. And I said, why don't you just run for the board? Oh, no. I don't yeah. want that. I'll never be my uh-uh. uh-uh. So you know, that, that's one way to explain it to clients. If you're kind of cynical like my mother, then you'll say, or she actually told me, well, rates never go down. And I say, well, no, you know, they don't have to. They can actually use extra funds to pay for other services associated with water, such as they could do hydroelectric generation, or they could fund some parks, some ball fields, um, firefight, you know, a fire station. And at that point, my mother said something I never thought that I would ever hear her say. She told me, I don't know if I ever want my rate to go down if I was in a mud. And I said, wow, why? You know, why would you voluntarily pay more in taxes? She said, I would like to have a fire station right outside the neighborhood. Well. And I said, okay, now you're starting to understand how this can work. And yeah. it's actually driven by, yes, we've got a debt to pay, but the board is in charge. Yeah. No, I would agree. That is very interesting. So, you know, the map that you mentioned before and that Marissa looked up is a tremendous resource for sure. Absolutely. Are there other resources out there that real estate professionals could utilize to learn more about utility districts? All all these acronyms we talked about today, is there a good go-to resource or resources? Well, I've got got a few classes that I do offer, uh, both for CE credit as well as I just will come in and just talk. If you don't need the CE credit, I have no problem. Um, I toured around the state this past year doing programs or, or classes on you're going to come to a class, but you're not just going to sit there. You're going to bring your computer, and we're going to practice you looking up the information and filling out PID notice. Oh, I love that. And also, you're, I'm going to give you addresses, and I want you to use this website, and I need you to get me the phone numbers of who I need to call for MUD notice. I love it. And so, you know, I've tried to be flexible. I've tried to... to to really look at what do the what do agents need and try and service that need because I, I do work for the state of Texas. My job is to provide education. So I'm trying to teach people how to fish for this information out there versus just giving them a fish by them calling and saying, what do I need to put in these blanks? Yeah, yeah. Good. I agree. Thank you. Well, before we let you go, is there anything else you want our listeners to know? Well, I think that just be vigilant. Um, try and provide as much information as you can to the public, to to uh, to the buyers. If you're going to be a seller's agent, just know that I'm going to have a lot more questions than what's going to be in that notice. The, the MUD notice is pretty good. We can look up the rates. We can look up what the past taxes have been. But as far as PIDs, 
the notice just spurs more questions with me. Yeah, and you really have to, as a listing agent, anticipate the questions mm -hmm. and just already have the questions answered. I find so many buyers say no to a great property when what they're really saying is, I just need to know more. Yep. And that keeps it simple. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how many buyers said no over the last two years, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure everybody just said yes. Side unseen. Yeah, and it's, it's one that, I think that if you do enough um, business in these districts, the questions are all the same. Mm -hmm. They'll all be the same from the buyers. And so just, you know, know that I've got to find out this additional information and realize that your sellers may not know any of it. They may not realize that I'm in a mud or I'm in a pit. They may not know. They may never look at their statements, their tax statements. They may have been, I mean, sometimes your PID payments, they don't come with your tax statement. No. They're going to come in a separate bill, and the home buyer, the homeowner looks at it and says, I never bought anything with a PID. This is junk mail, and they're throwing it away. And then they go to sell that property, and they get to closing, and their net sheet looks a little bit different because they have a lien <laughs> on their property for all Oops. their back PID, PID payments. <laughs> Yeah, good point. Well, Dr. Bennett, thank you so much for sharing your time with us this morning. We really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it, too. Thank you all for having me in and making it so easy. Yeah. So if our listeners want to attend one of your CE classes, what's the best way to track you down? You can give me, you can shoot me an email. Uh, my email address is b-bennett, B-E-N-N-E-T-T, at T-A-M-U dot E-D-U. Or you can give me a phone call on my office number, 972-952-9273. Or hopefully they'd be able to call up here to CCAR and then you can shoot them my way. Our education department. There you go. <laughs> and and again, great. you know, I, it's classes. If you need CE, yeah, we can provide it. If you don't, I don't mind just coming in. I've, I've sat across from just one person from their, you know, across their desk. And if they need the information, I don't mind sitting there and providing it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. For those listening, thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. If you have a question or topic you want us to discuss, email us at ask at welcometothetop.com and listen to hear it covered. Well, we cannot wait to hear from you guys. So thanks for listening, and I will see you at the closing table. Special thanks to our hosts, Jono Fernandez and Marissa Benet. Producer, Bree Westbury. Audio engineer, Ella Madden. Outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford. And podcast administrator, Sean Offsall. Tune in next time, and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements made by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.